Hey, it's John from CityCast. If you're in the mood to pamper yourself a little bit this week while supporting cruelty-free products, you should check out Bone Cur Home and Wellness. It's the best place in Portland to find everything from chic home decor to cannabis accessories. They've got a curated collection of vegan and cruelty-free home goods and wellness products because their name is French for kind heart, after all. You'll get a 20% discount on your first order when you sign up for emails this week at boncoeur.net. That's B-O-N-C-O-E-U-R.net. And use the code BONCOEURCITYCAST20. Did you know that there's over 15 varieties of strawberries that were invented right here in Oregon? Or that from May through September, we actually become the number four growing region for strawberries in the country? I also just learned that haagen only uses Oregon strawberries for their strawberry ice cream. And I don't know about you, but aside from the Rainier and Hood, I've not really tried any of our other varieties. So today on CityCast Portland, Crystal Ligori, host of OPB's All Things Considered, and a producer of their digital food series, Super Abundant, is walking us through what makes the Oregon strawberry so special. Along with our very only producer, John Natariani, we're going to be tasting our way through some of our summer's bounty and picking which ones will be our new favorite. It's Thursday, June 29th. I'm Claudia Meza, and this is what Portland's talking about. Crystal, John, welcome. Thanks for having having me. Yeah. This is really exciting stuff. I actually freaking love strawberries. Ditto. Strawberries are everything. They're full summer, right? Right. Um, Before we go into our tasting, which Mm. is the main event, you know a lot about strawberries, Crystal. It's kind of crazy. I do know a lot about strawberries. Um, So I'm part of the team that does Super Abundant for OPB, Mm -hmm. which is this food-focused video series where we take an ingredient first and then zoom out. Mm -hmm. In the second season, they asked if I wanted to come on as a producer. I said, Mm -hmm. yes. They said, what what do you want to do? And I said, oh. And first, I just thought berries. Yeah. But then that just is a huge category. So I narrowed it down to strawberries because hood strawberries, which are these iconic Oregon strawberries, were actually created and developed here in Oregon at Oregon State University by G.F. Waldo. You know, strawberries grow wild. So I guess that's to preface, that's why I know so much about it is because I've done a bunch of research for the strawberry episode that I made for Super Abundance. Yeah, so, so strawberries are, are wild. In in like in nature, they're wild. And what yes. we know as hood, as, you know, rainier, whatever, what have you, those are made to taste like that. Correct. So okay. strawberries grow wild across the entire U.S. And in Oregon, you know, they've been cultivated by indigenous people for millennia, essentially. Mm-hmm. And the birth of the modern strawberry really happened in like the 1750s Hmm. when strawberries started to be cultivated in France. And so it all kind of started in France. (laughs) 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 And so um, in France, they figured out, okay, we see these wild strawberries. We want them to be grown in our gardens. And so they figured out how to kind of grow them Mm -hmm. in their gardens. And that sort of crossbreed was called Fragraria ananasa. Mm. And so that strawberry made its way back to the U.S. in the 1800s. And then that strawberry variety actually made it to Oregon 
via the Oregon Trail. So why is Oregon such a good place for growing strawberries? So it's all about the climate because Oregon has a pretty Mediterranean climate. We've got... We do? Yeah, what? lots of rain. John, did you know this? Oh, yeah. Yeah, so, that's why I thrive here. You did not. I know, these Italians, right? We're thriving in, in the Pacific Northwest. Oh my God. So actually, uh, Italy sits on the same sort of longitudinal coordinates that Pacific Northwest does. No, it does yes. not. Why does it yes. rain so much here and it does not rain that much in Italy? I think it does rain a lot what? in Italy. So cool nights, warm days. And what happens is the strawberries, I think I'm going to get this right. It's called respire. Basically think of it as us perspiring. Mm -hmm. So it's letting off sort of the heat from the day and the cool night. And that's making all the sugar inside the strawberry just get real compact oh, wow. and like intensify. Mm -hmm. And so because of that, strawberries in Oregon are just usually super intense in flavor. And also because strawberries historically in Oregon have been bred for processing, which means to be used in like jams and ice creams and stuff like that. And so because of that, strawberries are left on the plant for full ripeness. And so we get that intense strawberry flavor that's just like nothing else. Right. So you're saying Oregon strawberries superior to California strawberries. Yes. Okay. Superior to strawberries, period. Whoa. Yeah. You heard yeah. it here. Yeah. Crystal Ligori. <laughs> two facts. One, Portland is basically Italy. And two, <laughs> strawberries are the, uh, Oregon strawberries are the greatest strawberries of all. Yeah. In the US, I would say. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so- uh, now that you've given us a little bit of history, and by the way, thank you. That mm -hmm. was amazing. Uh, What's I want to ask each of you, what is your best Oregon strawberry experience slash any strawberry experience? Well, I think for me, because I grew up in Wyoming where the growing season is like three weeks or something, <laughs> yeah. it's snow the other, you know, 12, 11 and a half months of the year. So I never really saw a lot of things grow. Mm -hmm. And so I moved to Oregon about 17 years ago, 18 years ago, and had a garden. And, you know, it was kind of mind blowing to me when I saw a flower on a plant and then suddenly the flower became a little bit of fruit yeah. <laughs> or a tomato. And that kind of blew my mind. And so to pick something out of my garden that I had grown mm -hmm. and that, I mean, just talking about it, I do have goosebumps oh on my, my arms. <laughs> I am a big nerd about food. Mm -hmm. And so I think that is such a special experience to be able to cultivate your own food. Mm -hmm. And I think because the strawberries here just taste like nothing else and we have these unique varieties, it blew my mind what a strawberry could taste like. It almost was like, you know, the strawberry like lip smackers yeah. that, that you yeah. have when you're a kid. Which and you're everyone like, ate. <laughs> and let's not, let's like not let's kid not ourselves pretend. about this. We all ate that lip smackers. Right. So yeah, I mean, I think growing my own strawberry once I got to Oregon and being able to taste what a real strawberry tasted like kind of blew my mind. Yeah. That's so beautiful. Oh, thank you. <laughs> what about yours, John? Uh, mine is also a very Oregon experience. Ooh. It's the story of my first Oregon strawberry that I ever had. So when I first moved to Portland, uh, I was working at a cocktail bar. I was working on a slow day. It was the middle of summer. And I got a text from some friends that were like, hey, we've got an entire like flat of fresh Oregon strawberries that have just come out of the field. Do you want them? I'm, I'm like, we're around the corner. Do you want some? I said, oh okay. God. No one's really there. And we're like, well, why don't we start making strawberry margaritas? <laughs> oh, oh, I yes. love this story. And since they were fresh, delicate Oregon strawberries, they would ju they just like smashed together so good. And we made, 
you know, we just put this drink on special, you know, maybe had a couple for ourselves that we didn't tell our bosses taste about. Test. Had to have a taste have test to. to make sure that the recipe was on. But it really was like, I never tasted anything like this. It was so, so amazing. Wow. And we ate like the entire flat of strawberries before the end of the shift. That's, um, that's <laughs> And so then great. you're like, oh, my stomach hurts. That's like when you go to Upix and yeah. you're like, one for me, one for the, and then you go and you're just like, I ate twice this. Please charge me for all of it. Is that what you do? Is that what happens in Upix? Yeah. Have you ever been to a U-Pick farm? I'll be honest. No. You're like, why the heck? Why would I be I feel my like my parents stuff? worked really hard so I wouldn't pick berries. That's yep. all I'm saying. Yep. Okay. <laughs> but I understand that it's a fun thing for other people. It's a fun thing for white people. To yeah, that's you what I'm saying. Say it, I'm just going to say yeah. it. It's yeah. gonna, I understand it's quaint. Uh, my story slightly shadows yours. Uh, I also grew my own strawberries this season and I loved it. The only experience I kept like you know, ricocheting in my head yeah. was my first strawberry experience okay. because I love strawberries and I've loved them since I was a little kid. So I grew up a uh, very standard family style, like Mexican family, which is everyone was in one house and there was just like a lot of rooms for everybody. Mm -hmm. And so my mom lived with her mom and I lived with her mom, <laughs> you know, and our neighbors were this like older, uh, like white couple. Um, they were probably in their 80s, uh, and the wife had a little garden right next to, you know, a chain link fence that was ours. And so my grandma grew a lot of cacti and a lot of roses and some grapes and whatever, right? She did not grow strawberries, but our neighbors grew, and I had no idea what they were. They were just these things that were growing from the ground, mm -hmm. and they looked pretty, and so I would pick them. I would put my little hand through the chain link fence mm -hmm. and I would pick all her strawberries and I would eat them while they were green. While I just didn't care. I was just so excited that it was like this new taste I've never had. Mm -hmm. And she, of course, was like, where are all my strawberries? Because they never <laughs> grew for her. And she realized that it was me. And she called me the little rabbit. She was like, this little rabbit keeps eating all my strawberries. And instead of like yelling at us, whatever, she came over with like, it was like a Marie, I don't know if you guys have this up here, Marie Callender's strawberry pie, which became my obsession. Oh my and she just was like, hey, you love strawberries. Have you had a strawberry pie? And I was like, I've never had, of course, you know, I was like five. I was like, no. And to this day, it is still the, the greatest strawberry experience of my life was having this Marie Callender strawberry pie that like this sweet neighbor who could have yelled at me, who could have made a big deal was just like, now you have strawberries, let my strawberries grow. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. so sweet. I love that. Was the pie one of the strawberry pies that has like the strawberry pie like gel that's sort yes. of like, yes. With nothing uh, but whipped cream? Yes. Oh my God. It was so good. Anyhow, but to be honest, that's how I like rate every strawberry is that strawberry pie. That is the, you win the strawberry story <laughs> competition, hands down. <laughs> yeah. That is such a good story. Oh. So <laughs> I would love if we could get to our tasting. What do you guys think? I yeah. have been sitting here looking at these strawberries for way too long. Okay. And I want to eat them. Listeners, <laughs> I want you to know that we have one, two, three, four, five varieties. Mm -hmm. But how many, because I know Oregon has how many varieties? Well, I mean, how many are grown here is sort of, I'm just going to say who knows because yeah. just, I just don't know. But there's at least 15 plus that were not just grown 
Oregon varieties, but were developed at Oregon State University because Oregon State University has this really incredible, unique berry crop breeding program. It's the only one, I believe, in the U.S. and might be the only one in the world where it's a collaboration between a university and uh, the USDA Agricultural Research Service. I think it started in 1917. And basically, they've been collaborating where they have a horticulturist from the university and a berry breeder from the USDA, and they work together to create new strawberry varieties. Wow. Mm-hmm. So yeah. they're the ones that so, created hood. And at, at least, least some of the ones on this table Ooh, are from yeah. That. yeah. Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah. The ones in the plastic, I'm guessing those are from California or Mexico. Yeah, they're California. Does mm-hmm. it say Good. what? It says they're foxy. Just so you guys know, these California strawberries are our test control. Yeah. Like this is what. They're just your standard supermarket. Supermarket strawberry. Strawberry, yeah. But the other, and I wish we could show you, you can see a vibrant difference between the Oregon strawberries and the ones that have been shipped here from California. The Oregon strawberries are just bursting with red. They're just so gorgeous looking. And even the seeds on them, they just look like a, a, a painting of a strawberry. Well, you can also see the ones that are in the plastic box are control. Yeah. And you can see just they're massive, right? Like pick up one strawberry and compare it to a hood strawberry. The hood strawberry is like almost like a thimble size, right? And this is, you know, half the size of your palm. I I hear what you're saying. Because the, the California strawberries are so large, we're wondering now how much of that is flavor. Right. Yeah. Right. I think if we also cut them open, these ones would be red inside and those ones would be white inside. Ooh, should we get a knife? Yeah, let's go for the big guys. Let's do it with the control. Okay, so these are California strawberries. They're foxy. That's what they're that's the name brand. Yeah. Let's yeah. Them. Totally white in the in the center. Yeah, these are not very red looking. Okay. Still pretty good. Still pretty good. You know, I will say for it, so it does have that brightness, that acidity, mm-hmm. but it doesn't have that real like deep, like sweetness, right? Mm-hmm. So in your mouth right now, there's like no flavor. Left. Yeah, you know, yeah, it's true. Yeah, mm-hmm. it had a really, it had a really strong hello. Yes, exactly. And then as you got further in, and then an Irish goodbye lost, has a nice feel to it, which mm-hmm. I think is the one thing that Oregon strawberries have against them is because they're not made to really transport. A lot of them are real squishy. Yeah, they can get real Which mushy like. real quick. It's just like yeah. jam in your mouth. Cool. Let's get some of these hoods. And why don't we try to get the largest ones? I believe there's some. Go for it. Oh, my gosh. Even just holding them, they're so fragrant. <sighs> you can just smell. Ugh. Okay, I'm going to cut a hood in half just so we can see the difference. Okay. Can you see the difference between this little hood? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that is. It is all red. All red. It is exactly. all red. No there is no all. white at all. Find one that looks kind of mushy. Okay. Because I had two, and the first one was a little tart. The second one tasted like a spoonful of jam. Okay. So one that's a little mushier. So here's the thing about the hoods, is that they're fickle. And we all know this. (laughs) We know that a hood is very fickle. It's either going to be what you just said, like a spoonful of jam in your mouth, or it's going to be this little tart guy. Mm -hmm. And I think... Part of it is just because they are small, right? And so their ripening process goes quick. Mm. And so the you can only catch them for a certain amount of time. And the other thing is, you know, those are going to be gone, not just because we're going to eat them, but they will be full mush covered in 
grossness in like 48 hours. Mm -hmm. They're not going to hold. They just don't hold because they are so fragile, which is why they've sort of fallen out of fashion. Mm. Well, really? But there is this like intensity of flavor with them that you just do not get like... I feel like you have almost a sort of like meatiness to the big old California strawberries where these are just like pure strawberry, like this concentration of strawberry juice. And think about if you're going to mix that with like a whipped cream oh, or yeah. like it's a milk hold up. or something. This you're not even going to be able to taste it almost. That is going to cut through that lactic creaminess. But I feel like hoods can trick you. They just taste like this. They taste like berry. Right, right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I totally know what you mean. And I think it's just that there's a tanginess to it. Yeah, I think that intensity of both acidity and sweetness is like the balance that when you're making a jam or a yogurt or an ice cream, you're looking for something that is going to really hold up in a different iteration. Yeah. Uh, John, do you want to do your strawberry next? Because you have a fun story. So yeah, let's go on to these. These are Mary's Peak. Um, And I actually picked them myself. I went out to Savia Island. Uh, Shout out Columbia Farms. Uh, Went out and picked myself a pint of them. And uh, Crystal, these are also in Oregon variety, developed by your friends at the Agricultural, what is it, the Agricultural Experiment Station? Agricultural Research Service. And Oregon State University. Yeah. And these are new guys. These were only really came on the market oh. in 2018. And these things are just, I mean, oh my God. I got to pick them myself by hand. So I was able to pick the best oh. ones. But look like, at how intense of a color that sorry, is. Sorry, I just cut this one in half and it's, it caught Crystal's gaze. This is one of the most beautifully like centered, str- like I've not seen a, a, a cut. Like yeah. Yeah. this way. So I will tell you, these were created by Chad Finn and Bernadine Strick. Those Chad Finn from the USDA Agricultural Research Center and then Bernadine Strick from OSU. Bernadine Strick, who unfortunately has passed away, but she her nickname was the Berry Goddess. Ooh. Like how good of a nickname yeah. is that? that is she did this nickname. for 35 years. Okay, let's see. Sorry. I giggle because like, Claudia yeah, yeah, yeah. is like biting like, at it. She can't wait. Okay. <laughs> Crystal, I'm so sorry. Could you tell? Shut up. Right. Mm-hmm. What? Just. That might be one of the best strawberries I've had so far. I'm sorry, Hood. I love you, Hood. I grow you, Hood. Ugh. But whole, Mary's Peak? Mm-hmm. Mary's Peak. And what they said is that this has been a really unusually short strawberry season in Oregon. Mm. That usually you're able to get these for like several more weeks. Like a lot of times these are still ripening into July and they're already getting towards the end of their growing season, even with these Mary Peaks, which are a little bit slower to grow and like, and also a little bit more hardy than some of the other ones. This looks Mm. like, this this looks like a logo of a strawberry. Mm -hmm. Well, so another fun sciencey fact. So um, Chad Finn and... um, Ted Mackey, who is an assistant at uh, the USDA, they went on a field trip essentially and collected wild strawberries mm-hmm. to breed back into Fragraria ananasa because they were like, we want to put the, the wild flavor of strawberries back into commercially grown strawberries. So Chad Finn created this. So my guess is like, this is part like wild strawberry being put back into, you know, your commercially grown variety Mm -hmm. all right let's take a quick break here when we come back we're tasting a strawberry i'm pretty sure none of us have ever had before
This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Why is it that with sparkling water, I'm always playing guessing games with what flavor I'm drinking? Is it citrus? Is it aluminum can flavored? Mm, not sure. Sparkling ice, though, they really mean flavor. Like in-your-face flavor. Orange mango, black raspberry. Don't even get me started on the strawberry lemonade. Kiwi Strawberry slid right into my taste buds DMs last night and let them know who's boss. No subtleties there and no sugar either. But it does have vitamins and antioxidants. Find sparkling ice at a major grocery store or club retailer near you. Sparkling ice. Anything but subtle. All right, let's try the next one. This one I also uh, picked up at the at the St. John's Farmer's Market. It is called Crimson. Mm-hmm. I've never heard of this. Ooh, ooh, that's pretty tart. Yeah. Try one that's like red, like super red. Oh. Yeah. Okay. I feel like, so here's the deal. I've been eating these Crimson since I bought them. Mm. I got two. Exactly. And when you, you get a jammy get right one, one. Mm-hmm. it is insane, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. That's really good. So Crimson was developed in a collaboration between Washington State University, Oregon State University, mm. and the USDA breeding program. Mm. Oh, so it's like a Washington, Oregon berry. Yes, exactly. So I'll allow it. I feel like the Crimsons, to me, this is going to sound like I'm dissing them, but I'm not. I feel they're like the red apple of strawberries, where if you get, you know, when you're a little kid and you just get a really good red apple, it's just like apple, sweet. This is an archetype of apple. And that's when I first tasted a crimson. Mm. I was like, this is a strawberry. And Mm -hmm. it is so sweet. But there wasn't that much of a punch on the other end. Um, But I really like it. Okay, so so far we've had Hoods. Mm -hmm. We've had Mary's Peak. And we've had Crimson. And of course, we started off with some California Foxies. Um, So (laughs) what's this, this last one here you've brought? Yes. Crystal, tell us about it. I was coming back through um, McMinnville. Mm -hmm. I was driving back um, Mm -hmm. before this taping, and I actually stopped at a different sort of farm stand, and they had a bunch of other things, but no strawberries. And I asked the lady even, and she said, yeah, it's just been a really short year, so... I was unsure that I was going to be able to provide and bring anything. But then I saw another farm stand, much smaller. And I walked up and I said, do you take card? And they said, yes. And then I said, do you have strawberries? And they said, yes. And I said, boom, boom, let's do it. So these are, and I asked what they were. And she said that they're Albion. What are they? Where's What is Albion? So Albion were a newish variety too, I think developed around 2006, developed in California. But. Still a great strawberry. I actually have Albion's growing in my yard right now. Oh, so, so, so it was grown in, grown Oregon, in Oregon, but it's a California California strain. bread variety. All right, well, let's mm-hmm. taste it. Now with bias. So I think the Albions are basically the better version of those mm-hmm. store-bought ones, mm-hmm. right? They still yeah. have that like body and that sort of cruncher, that firmer shape, mm-hmm. but a more intense flavor. Yeah, I, they, I definitely, they definitely like Of all the ones we've had, they're the closest to the sort of grocery store mm-hmm. stock uh, uh, strawberry. Which but. is, it's, we're not saying it's bad. No, mm-hmm. I think we started saying they're delicious. They're yeah. very good. I mean, think about that in a pie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're not going to be able to use Mm-mm. hoods in a pie. It's going to be all it's gonna be disintegrated. Exactly. Okay. 
You guys, let's go. Which is the sweetest strawberry uh, according to you, Crystal? I feel like the sweetest is these ones. The crimson? The crimson. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I think it was cr- between crimson and hood for me. Yeah. yeah, I think the crimson were the sweetest, but I do feel like the hood were like the most like intensely flavored. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So sweetest crimson, I have to agree as well. Um, when you get a very, very ripe crimson, it's just like whoa. Now let's talk about the most intense. Like if you're gonna say this is the most intense strawberry. I know what everyone's going to say, but I, we still have to say it. Yeah, I mean, the hoods, yeah. right? Yeah, <laughs> We're yeah. All it's saying definitely the hoods. The hoods. Yeah. Like yeah. I feel like the only reason... bombs. Yeah, and the only reason those aren't the sweetest is because they have so much acidity in mm-hmm. them that is like... Sh- shocking feels like a it little really bit. Is, but, it's a know. lot of razzmatazz. It, yeah. <laughs> it really is. It's like, it's like jazz hands, like all the way down, you know, your throat. It's just like, you know, that's a hood. Okay, so which strawberry had the best texture for you guys? I think Mary's Peak. I mm-hmm. I think the Mary's Peak, yeah. I think the Mary's Peak Are is we just, just going like, to agree with everything? Because oh. I 100% agree as well. So good. Yeah. I feel like they mastered the like, hey, we're going to make this able to hold up. Mm-hmm. And then we're still going to have that like softness and, you know, um, kind of jamminess of an Oregon strawberry, which mm-hmm. a California strawberry does not have. It's not jammy. Yeah. I did yeah. like the Albions. Like, I, I thought that those were, I like them more than I thought I would. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, there, there's just sort of, sort of like perfect bite to the Mary's Peak that was just, oh, so nice. And it still has this wild strawberry look to it. If you look, doesn't it look like it, you just found it at the beach or something? That's the one thing about, I think, Oregon strawberries is immediately, they look wild. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. They don't look like they're, they've been like cultivated in a way that we think of everything looking the exact same. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there's a lot of like variance in what, what you get. Mm-hmm. Okay. So overall, which is your which was your favorite, you guys? So Crystal, do you need some time? Do you guys need some time, John? Are I mean, I feel like I have such an emotional connection to my strawberries <laughs> since I like picked them one by one of like leafing through the fields and like harvesting them each one at a time. I think I do prefer the Mary's Peak. I think they were the most delicious, but like... Yeah, my love for them is just boundless. Yes, Mary's Peak all the way. Wow. I mean, I thought I knew when I was coming in here. I'm like, obviously, hoods are going to win. I know. But I feel like I am really into these crimson ones. Ooh. Yeah. And John, I don't, I mean, I'm not just saying this to like back you up for any, you know, just to like, you know, of course, (laughs) I always want to validate you. Yeah, Yeah, I don't want to butter you. I'm not trying to wax your car here. But I love the Mary's Peak as well. I just, I thought it was like the perfect you know, combination of all the strawberries that we had. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, it was yeah. really good. The platonic strawberry. But I, was... I will say that, you know, going back to my perfect or like, you know, my origin strawberry story, I would feel like the Albion would be the best out of all of these in a strawberry pie. Mm-hmm. Yep. Without a doubt. Right? Totally. Mm-hmm. Like they would just hold up. And those were really delicious too. Yeah, to I agree. To be honest, like not a stinker in the bunch. Mm. Totally. Agreed. Well, since it seems that we did this episode right as strawberry season is ending, Mm -hmm. just to tease everyone. (laughs) I mean, there are strawberries. See you next year, guys. (laughs) (laughs) This is what you missed. Um, No, there's going to be strawberries. I feel like there's always strawberries cycling through. Mm -hmm. Um, But what is next, Crystal? 
So I think the next thing are what's called cane berries, which are things like blackberries and raspberries. And actually, when I was at the farm stand, I picked up some blackberries and raspberries. And I know the raspberries in my yard are popping off right now. I mean, blackberries, you know what a Marion berry is, Mm -hmm. I'm assuming. It's a blackberry variety, also created at Oregon State University. I know about that, yeah. Well, Crystal, thank you so much for being our, I'm going to say it, our berry queen. Aww. Aww. I really appreciate (laughs) you guys having me here and to talk strawberries. I love it. For a list of all the strawberries we sampled in today's episode, check out our show notes. And to watch OPB's super abundant episode on Oregon strawberries, go to opb.org forward slash super abundant, or you can just search for super abundant on YouTube. You should really check it out, you guys. It's a really great series. And now for your microdose of news. Oregon has a new Secretary of State. Governor Tina Kotek appointed former city and county auditor LaVon Griffin-Villade to serve out Shemia Fagan's term. You'll remember Fagan resigned in May during a controversy over her six-figure consulting contract with a cannabis company. Kotek's choice not to pick a politician is notable because the Secretary of State is the second highest-ranking Oregon elected official. And unfortunately, there's even more trouble at Portland Street Response. Robin Burick, the program manager who has headed up the initiative since its founding in 2020, has resigned. It's the latest sign of turmoil at a program designed to assist people experiencing mental health crises. It's supposed to free up law enforcement to focus on other emergency calls. Now, we'll be taking a deeper dive on the problems at Portland Street Response next week on the show. For even more local news and events, sign up for our daily newsletter, Hey Portland. We'll throw a link in the show notes. That's all for today here on CityCast Portland. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more from around the city. Until then, see you at Slim's. <laughs>